live from Brooklyn podcasting studio. It's Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. No drops today. It's cool, though. It's cool. We, we make it happen oh, yeah. regardless. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. I am your host, head honcho, vegan chorizo, poppy, three mile Monday, poppy, best valet parker in the world, babyface assassin. This is true. Armand Sadler. I am here with some very, very special people. Y'all know my usual running buddy, what it is. dynamic duo, <laughs> Batman Robin. Wavelength, you know the vibrations. <laughs> How you feeling, man? What's up, y'all? How you feeling? My name is Nick Early. I am executive producing and co-hosting. Stay busy. We're really excited today, man. This is uh, yeah. this is gonna be fun a very, day, very fun episode. We have here now to 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 get this guest here. I had to slay a dragon. <laughs> I had to wait in line to speak to her assistant. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't believe none of this shit. I, I had to go on a quest, get peach cheesecake uh, uptown, just like the, the, <laughs> the, the, the making the band boys did for Diddy. But we we got her here, so I'm I'm very happy. This is a close friend of mine, known her for years, really seen her rise up and uh, become someone that a lot of people are um, are paying attention to in this mm-hmm. music game. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Regina Cho is here. Yeah, Regina. What's up, guys? That, yeah. I just want to say that is not true. I, yo, <laughs> from before okay, you even fine. recorded I, the first episode, I was like, yo, if you need me on, I'll block everything on my schedule to pull up. I told you that. And it wasn't peach cheesecake. It was raspberry. It right. was raspberry. It was raspberry. <laughs> get, it, get it correct. Right, right. No, like but I'm very excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, this Ooh. is a uh, long time coming. Long time coming. Long yeah. time coming. Um, so we're, we're like, like we said, we're excited. Um, want to give a big shout out to anyone who's tuning in, any new listeners, regardless of what platform, where you're listening, what type of socks you have on, mm-hmm. cotton, whether you like your eggs scrambled, fried, poached, poached, how you like your steak, what shampoo or conditioner you use, whether you prefer Snickers or Twix, what your zodiac sign is, even though I don't care. Even <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. Nah, I care though about how you get your steaks done. If you get your steaks done, well done. Click out of this podcast now. Yeah. We got no room for that. We, we, we really we don't, don't need your streams. We don't. We, don't. No, we really we don't. Do. Like that dry, sawdust. like, yeah. tire, rubber. No. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> Whether you're team iPhone or Android, whether you think the Lakers will win it all this year, if you've done your taxes yet, and where... <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, that's are really... Tax responsible? <laughs> we are a tax-responsible podcast. Oh, Absolutely. my God. I'm not. This is my first year full-time freelance, so I have never done it like this. Mm. So I'm really... Like, oh. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey. It's okay. We'll I get it done. The receipt. Make sure oh. you're, you're, you're paying her, all right? 
you get them invoices in. Facts. And uh, whether you like veggie burgers or not. Now, I know we had some commentary on, on veggie burgers that we, we yes. wanted to, to get Black out. bean burgers are the best veggie burgers. Yeah. I trust your um, opinion, even though I didn't even have also it. Also, like portobello burgers. Like I've, I've had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bougie the with the food. Yeah. You are. But, I mean, yeah. you, have, you have good taste. And, like, yes. you usually put yes, people yes. on the good stuff. So. Thank you. Yeah, I want to give a big shout out to our photographer, Icy Miz, in here. I see. I see. Hey. I see. Hey. Hey, today we got our videographer Malik here. Malik's uh, my guy. What very, up, very Malik? Nice what up? My good brother, my line brother, OU, is joining us. Obagus. What up, baby? <laughs> and of course, got to give a shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. So get your potting in. And of course... A shout out to Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. Thank you for hosting us, Josh. Here, mm-hmm. setting yeah, it up. Josh. This beautiful yeah, Josh. studio, yeah. providing both water and pink lemonade, and okay. the great and Listen. the great lighting. Yes, variety. pink lemonade is 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 my stuff. That's a so. I, yeah, I'm providing pink lemonade. All right, <clears throat> let's chat. So we got uh, Usher Confessions Three snippet dropped well no he he performed it he was performing it somewhere yeah he did it at cricket wireless mm-hmm. i don't know how long ago this was but i just recently saw it on twitter i was like we, we chatting about this <laughs> did it usher, recently go viral or something yeah or? yeah, 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 like yeah. This past week so usher uh, of course for those who don't know <laughs> usher had released <laughs> confessions <laughs> confessions part two he did? it's been a while wow since we have received, well, I mean, we get people from all audiences, so I mean, right, right. maybe people maybe heard Confessions Part hey. Two but haven't heard the first one. That's so. Yeah. This is the long-awaited Part Three mm-hmm. coming up um, from his new album that he's talking about. I actually saw Brian Michael Cox had retweeted um, talking about how he was so excited for this, and that's where I saw it. And so then I clicked it and saw that he did a little snippet um, at a performance for Cricket, 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 Cricket <laughs> Wireless. <laughs> Um, guys, Cricket Wireless, yeah, and he performed the song, and it gets even more spicy and more messy than can imagine from part two. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that for this new album that he has coming out too. So the the sickness was life. Yeah, mm. I also get Usher comparisons. I don't understand, but I get it. <laughs> oh, don't I, be humble, yo. I, you you was like, I get it though. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get not it. I get I it, it, but like, uh-huh. it's not like a out of the box comparison. You could definitely see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm me. But anyways, yeah. sounded really good though. The, uh, Janae it did. too. Track. Oh, Janae. thank you, thank you, thank you. What are you talking about? My track? Or? I mean, well, your your, your track. Oh, is really you know, no, we are not talking, talking about, about your track. Well, we talking well, about mean, Usher. If someone says thank you and it was direct to me, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna be quiet. Oh man. Oh my god. So I wanted to like slip in real quick. Wait, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I should do this. So like, what's your favorite Usher album? Confessions. Mine is 87 Mine is 87. Yo, yeah. I'm not even just saying that because you said that. Like, I'm always, I've always been like 8701 mm-hmm. is like the best Usher. Actually, okay, the best Usher album is Confessions, but my favorite is 8701. I, and people always just drag me to I filth would, when I, I say I would argue 8701 might be better than Confessions, personally. That that might be another conversation for another yeah, day. I agree. You, I agree. you, you do? Oh, I wow. do agree with you. I found my people. I, I, I feel unpopular in that. So yeah, that, no, that is definitely a, know. you know when people say unpopular opinions and they're not unpopular. Yeah. this one is definitely an unpopular. I feel opinion. like it really is. An <laughs> unpopular yeah. opinion. they'll be like burgers are good. Unpopular opinion. I'll be like what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, this uh, Janae Aiko released her new single uh, 
H O E that I'm I'm saying H O E because the periods are there. Um, but it, the dot. yeah H dot whatever. Um, it, but the the acronym stands for Happiness Over Everything. Now this song featured Miguel and Future. It caught mm. my eye immediately when when the track list came out. Um, I mean obviously just because it spells out ho, and also <laughs> Miguel and Future are featured on it, and Miguel and Future often get into their toxic bags in in the music they make. Mm-hmm. Um, and the track held up. It's actually um from an old Miguel track that was oh, really? like cir- circling ar- circling around maybe in like 2011 2012 um like i, I recognized the the melody and, and the hook immediately but then they like repurposed oh, wow. it and mm-hmm. you know brought future it's news. crazy how shit plays out yeah. like mm-hmm. that's from it's like such an old song but now it's just seeing the light of day mm-hmm. so like that's crazy yeah and it's it's like not everyone would recognize it so for some people it's like a super new thing and they're like well this is dope and then for me it's like cool to have that nostalgia aspect but then mm-hmm. see like you know she like i said she brought future in and like he was able to contribute in a ceremony so yeah it's dope i would say check the record out <sighs> i was disappointed again <laughs> this week this don't change you were like party next Ooh. door look i yeah. I, I preach being a patient listener i preach letting the creators create on their own time and yeah. you know you never know if there's a sample clearance or yeah. this or that that's holding something back but my emotions are being toyed with all right I, i'm vulnerable already party please <laughs> yeah my thing is like being a patient listener like it's it's not cool to demand music from the artist because you never yeah. know what they're going through yeah. right especially like you would know but like um but the fact that like he announced like dates, right? Yes. So yeah. when you do that, I'm just like, yo, like you don't have to do that because then yeah. you're like putting this expectation that we didn't even ask for. Yes. Like, yeah. And so. it's our and it's, it's been years since yeah. we dropped a project. So like doing that, like I, I love Party and he's super talented, but he doesn't have the luxury of like a Frank Ocean or a Young Thug where you can throw out dates not not like meet them and mm-hmm. people like be okay with it yeah. like people are no, really I think really he does because he's been doing that and people still want the music <sighs> I, f- I, f- I feel like people <laughs> like are really clearly, angry like, like I th- yeah i mean i'm, I'm always yeah, gonna people listen, get angry to but, frank too so but they weren't as up in arms i feel like with frank yeah I feel like we're just like oh frank yet again another disappointment oh, and then we kind of had like endless was in between so it was like if if he was really wanted feeding for some frank you got endless um, yeah, party has dropped little stuff. Yeah, too. like it's it's been features, but he, uh, yeah, and then like of course the the singles he dropped recently, but it's it's been a while. And the thing is, party's like, and, and it's it's kind of weird. I feel I don't know. Follow me here. He's dropped a lot of music, a lot more music than Frank has, but he's dropped projects that people feel haven't been strong. So he kind of, in some eyes, he still has something to prove. Frank mm. has only given us like he classic after classic after classic <laughs> yeah. and like and party's early stuff is classic yeah. classic, and then p3 was like and oh. people yeah people and feel then, like he's he's declined so it's like yeah. for him this is he's kind of mm-hmm. having to still reach a certain point like frank is just there right 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 um and i'm, I'm super critical of frank like people know that like right. a lot of people think i hate frank uh, we could do a whole episode on that too no. but yeah. um but no like I, I admittedly like frank has given us classic after classic after classic so e- even if he takes off another three years like you which know, he will you like you you're basically guaranteed to know that frank is gonna drop a classic project on you yeah. when he decides to um but party did give us split decision another single i really liked it i had it on repeat for like an hour um so <laughs> that was cool it's it's cool to get something i know new. you really that did have good. it on repeat i did like, oh, <laughs> I, 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 you know hey, he's not look, even exaggerating you know my vibes man <laughs> that's his shit um the other side, Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake and SZA. Wow. Did, did you did you all get a chance to hear that? 
<sighs> yes, I did. I, I didn't I, like it. I I would say I'm ambivalent towards it. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, like this is. Oh, that was like the okay. groovy kind of thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I liked it, I but mean, I wasn't blown away. Yeah, it's by not it. a bad song. It's disco. It's just with oh. SZA. I heard her on all the stars. I heard her on Khaled's album on Just Us with that uh, with, with the with the with the sample the the really uh, Outcast sample the Outcast poorly sample. used Miss Jackson line. yeah um so like I, I want her to get back into her R and B wait what happened no I was just laughing oh <laughs> I want her to get back into her R and B bag did you guys see her tweet was it recent where she was like I hated when people um, labeled me as R and B oh god did you see that um. Yeah, why is that a bad thing? <laughs> like it's she's, not a bad thing. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I think that really was her bread and butter, like control. I don't want to box her in, obviously, but that yeah. really was when she sounded the best. It really yeah. was, like, and everybody knows it. But yeah, and so for the track, like, I is it just me or I feel like we all know um, Jay Justin Timberlake is a legend, but I feel like he's been doing stuff lately that like just hasn't been sticking. Like the record with Meek, like I feel like that came and went. It's this not is hitting. gonna. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Like, I think I don't after know. Man in the Woods, for me personally, I just kind of like. Did I've you been, like that? Not really, okay. to be honest. There was some no, song in there that I was like, oh, I could listen to this, yeah. but like, I had not replayed it since I listened. Mm-hmm. I actually turned it off. <laughs> Morning Light with Alicia Keys, and that like... doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's a bad album. It's yeah. just for me, it was just like after a while, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that point. Is that like I feel like stuff JT is putting out is not necessarily like sticking right now. Mm-hmm. And this mo- and this also this song was like for trolls for the next trolls movie. Mm-hmm. I felt too. Yeah. It was like in conjunction with that. So I was like, what? I, I just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I was like, so the, the, those kind of songs I, I judge differently, like movie soundtrack songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But but then we've seen like other movies that where the soundtrack has been taken super seriously like the lion king the gift or like black, black panther. panther so it's right. like you can make quality movie soundtrack music and this just wasn't i mean it's not a bad song but i i i just didn't really feel it i wasn't i wasn't into yeah. it. um man the r&b conversation has been <laughs> ongoing um young ma made some comments oh, uh this past week you know about how Music is in a weird space, a bad space, because R&B isn't what it should be, and it's throwing off the balance. The balance. And a lot of R&B acts, namely BJ Chicago Kid, PJ Morton, Black, uh, took took issue with it and uh, PJ Morton did like a four minute uh, IGTV video, Mm -hmm. BJ Chicago Kid (laughs) went on a tweet rant. Um, And I I think I'm really enjoying seeing this conversation happened because I, I hate when people make that blanket statement that Me R&B too. is dead or I have R&B never is, ever supported that. Like ever. That just means yeah. you're not listening. Yeah. Though. There's like, so you don't have much the out here. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I often want to ask people like when, when you say that, please re- like name the artists who are, who exist in the space and are like the face of it, but are, like making the the genre, not, you know, you're, you're like you guys kind of get what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. t- like, tell me who's making R and B not who's good. making it dead because, yeah. like, who are you listening I, because to? I, I can probably name you just as many artists right now who are super dope who and just aren't alive, aren't yeah. super known. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's really good to see those ideas being challenged and an artist themselves stepping up mm-hmm. and standing up for themselves and saying, like, yo, like, I I've, I've been making dope R and B for years. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not one of the faces. Um, but I think generally, um, I don't know if I just missed it, but it seems like the general consensus was like people just did not agree with Young M.A. Like yeah. the, everyone was like, nah, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> like this is just Straight wrong. Up. Like yeah. R&B is like 
amazing right now. So Yeah, and, and some people are even taking it as far as like if you want to talk about R and B, rap is in is, is, if anything. Like, yeah. And if I'm like, anything, yo, yeah. you know, as and you know, for, for for every bad rapper you can name, I feel like I can name you a dope rapper doing dope stuff. Mm-hmm. But comparatively for me, I think R and B is not I, I enjoy R and B more personally. Same. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say R and B is a stronger genre, but like, I feel like for it's for like me, R and B is more like you love both. But R, for me, the way I think about it, R and B was like my first love, and yeah. then hip hop. It, yeah. it consumes more of my life now, but R and B will always be like my first love. So. I agree. Like we were talking about um, Usher eighty seven oh one earlier. Like mm-hmm. that. That was one of the first CDs I had. I would have that in in, in my CD player, like yeah. in my room, just. I can just imagine repeat. little Armand like. Oh yeah, I was, I was going <laughs> with in. the socks and the I don't know. Like, yeah. Came to do good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what you sipping on today, bro? Yeah, I am sipping on a little bit of hibiscus tea. Okay, hibiscus oh. tea is good. It has antioxidants. It's good for your liver health. So, if you like oh. to, you know, engage in inebriated activities, hmm. drink some hibiscus you tea thereafter. Right I'm a child of the Lord. So I don't, I don't know. You're looking right at him. I definitely said in like episode three, I was mimosa sizing. But anyways, mimosa sizing. <laughs> It also lowers blood pressure, so for those people with the high blood pressure, hypertension on the above, sip on some hibiscus tea. Um, so this week's half and half is coming from the Rolling Stone by by way of Amy X Yang. It's how do you get a hit song? Uh, Spotify says to pitch it. So it's talking about Spotify's. Uh, this is about eighteen month old uh, program. So it's basically allowing artists to submit soon to be released, soon to be released music. Uh, via a digital uh, form that asks them uh, characteristics about their music so that they can get it placed on Spotify playlisting. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, uh, for independent artists, upcoming artists, it's a lot of places where people go get their music. Their new music is on Spotify playlists. For those who just don't know that, I don't know how you don't know that, but um, <laughs> I'm just trying to you know blanket everything because we got some feedback about you know, make sure you're explaining things. So I'm explaining the obvious. Uh, so yeah, it's for people. This is where people get a lot of their new music. So it's pivotal for up and coming artists trying to make a name for themselves to get on these playlists. So with that said, this is a great, great um, situation for independent artists to be able to pitch directly to the platforms that it's going to be on. So the way that this uh, podcast submission works is that, like I said, there's an online digital form. So the artists will basically go on to uh, Spotify's website before the, the music is about to be released. They submit their music on there, and then they basically provide the metadata for the song. Metadata is all the characteristics about the songs. The writers, the composers, the producers who performed on it, so on and so forth, instrumentation. This allows Spotify's curators, uh, the editors who are looking at these submissions, fielding these submissions, to basically decide where based on your description where your music could place on these playlists. Um, and if a member picks the playlist, the artist get the artist gets uh, picks the song for a playlist, the artist gets a notification and they can obviously track the progress of the song with Spotify for artists, which is an app um, that Spotify created for artists to be able to track their data um, based on their streams, where it's getting streamed, so on and so forth. Also, these songs can be bumped to a bigger playlist if that happens. Yeah. What, what's that look on your face? You're looking... 
You look confused. I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, huh? That don't sound right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, since it's launched in July of 2018, over, quote, 72,379 artists have been added to playlists for the first time, and musicians have submitted songs in 171 languages, which is cool, um, because music is global now with the Diversity. digital age. And that's going to be a point that I'm going to reference later. So, the fact that this has been interesting because... Um, editors have been saying that it's been allowing them to have more direct one-on-one contact with artists because before, I'm sure you guys know this, when you're getting uh, fielding submissions for articles, it's coming from all different angles, from the artists themselves, from their teams, from all different places. And so they were referencing and talking about how, like, when they're trying, or when they're fielding submissions for curated playlists, is that they're receiving from the artists, the labels publicists, all types of angles. And so this allows for a little bit more of a consolidation and streamline effect for fielding all the requests mm. that they get for people who want to be on playlists, which is interesting. Um, and this was said by Meg Tarquinio, who is Spotify's head of curation. So um, the dilemma is really interesting about this, too, because as you read the article, Amy goes mm-hmm. to talk about how there's been some sort of objections from the music industry about this, uh, which is kind of like really interesting so labels have been talking about how this may be encroaching on the model of a and r specifically that the direct platform to artist uh kind of relationship is kind of cutting out the the whole point the point of a and r so this is a really mm-hmm. interesting quote that i want to say so quote an editor at spotify is really fluent in their genre their format and that entails knowing our audiences on the platform and what they like and listen to A&R feels more about personal taste, while what our editors do is more about understanding audiences and catering towards them. So I found this really interesting because I was thinking about like labels in some way, I feel like are playing both sides. Mm -hmm. So like they are milking streaming for all of its benefits by making artists come out with these 24 song albums and how how big the artists, you know, playing the system. But then at the same time, because they're not the gatekeepers anymore, this is like them trying to hold on to that old model of the gatekeeping. Yeah, it's like, it's like what do you want? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you that want? That was the first thing that I thought when I read this was like, oh, this is basically just like cutting out the middleman. Yeah. But then now you're like, oh, shit, that's like cutting out the A&R guys. But, um, but I don't see it as that. Yeah, yeah. I don't see Not it as that. Yeah, yeah, because this is just one part of it. You're cutting out how an A&R um, person can help get you on a playlist. But that's not all A&R people do. Like exactly. they do so much. So I think... The A and R people will be fine, but um, to me, cutting out the middleman. Like when I was reading this, um, it made sense. Like it was like since streaming is the giant, and like this is giving the artists like more access to like and more chances to like pitch themselves to mm-hmm. get these on these major playlists. So like, I don't know. Reading it, it made sense to me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I find it really interesting. Um, because you know, as a, as an artist myself, like pitching is getting on playlists. Like I said before, it's one of the most pivotal things that you can do to grow your listenership that you're um you're following yeah um these days but is but interesting is like talking about the benefits from the artist perspective of course that that quote was spotify you know condemning the thought that they're encroaching on the a and r model um the benefits from this is some they have some a few cases in the article talking about this uh one specifically that i thought was interesting was this girl named uh, her name is julia vittoria she's a brazilian christian artist who has uh mm. primarily focused her brazilian music um in in brazil like and she was only focused on brazilian audiences and so she had pitched her song it got placed on worship now as one of the big uh christian um spotify playlists and that single-handedly grew her audience in the U.S. and allowed her to realize, like, whoa, there's a huge audience here in the U.S. 
I should be starting to write songs in English and Spanish. So now she's Mm -hmm. been writing more songs in English and in Spanish. She actually had someone in Idaho who heard her song, contacted her, said, I'm walking down the aisle to your song. Can you come to my wedding? So I was like, this is a really cool, like, case of, like, how this could work out in benefit for the artist. That's so, yeah, that was that was that's my um, half and half for today. Mm. Do y'all have a favorite Spotify place? Do y'all use Spotify? Yeah, okay, pr- pr- primarily now. Yeah. Even though I pay for all three, Spotify is like what I use the most. Yeah, what's your favorite playlist? That you're... Alternative R and B. Shout out to OU for putting me on the alternative R and B is fine. What about you, Regina? Me, I like the I like playlists that my friends make and send me, and then okay. um, I like the daily mixes because that's where like mm. I find most of my new music because they just like sprinkle in. They're like, oh, you might like this, but yeah. here's like the rest of all your music that you already like. So mm-hmm. I use those the most, and I don't really, yeah, I don't really follow like. Any of like the huge big player playlists on Spotify right. anymore? I don't know why. Like, yeah. No, I feel you. My favorites are um, what are my favorites? Anytime I'm feeling like nostalgic, I go back to the, I love. It was called I love the uh, 2000s or I love my 2000s. And it's like Usher on the front, <laughs> and then there's Women of R&B. I love that one. And then also one of my favorites is Butter. Um, Butter is like a. It's Ooh, like a. It's like a jazz R&B. It's got a lot of stuff on there. Um, mm. I'll send you butter. But yeah, those are my favorites. Cool. All right. Let's jump into the employee of the week. I want to give a big shout out to Evie Ani. Let's go. Evie! Evie! Evie is a Nigerian-American writer, journalist, on-air correspondent. She was a former editor at OK Player graduate of nyu she's got bylines Ooh. in new york times complex paper magazine mm. okay africa you've heard of them. and many 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 more she's spoken uh live at howard uh, university and she's made appearances on bbc radio bt fox 5 genius and more um she's she's obviously very accomplished what i what i admire uh just through interacting with her on social media a bit she's very very poised you know like yes. uh, obviously there's a like mm-hmm. uh, we, we see every day a lot of people who you know succeed and they're very like they're in your face about it and she's just very like just kind of laid back in and in, in doing what she does which i, I admire it's something that mm-hmm. i aspire towards and, and it's hard because like because <laughs> naturally you, you, you sometimes you just want to you know you want to be excited <laughs> about the things you do and like mm-hmm. you, you should be excited but then yeah. you know it's hard you, you gotta have that balance between humility and, and excitement and it seems like she's yeah. uh sh- struck in that, struck and that. What, <laughs> she, what she talks about a lot is like a lot of something that i really always want to talk about whenever like you know people like i get to talk about it um is like the integrity of a journalist like she talks about that so much like making sure the truth stays on top like there's people that go to school to do this like Mm -hmm. let them do their job and like she's just like the definition of a great journalist and like yeah i'm like i was so hyped when i saw that (laughs) she was the pick for this week because i'm like yes she definitely deserves it yeah super so yeah one more time shout out to eva ani I like the live clap. Yeah. Yeah. Nice they sound good. They kind of, like, you know, nice little room. You know, time no real is. reverb in here. Oh, what time is it? What time is it? Ooh. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Yes, it wasn't. All right. <laughs> so, wow, I didn't even give the big special. It is Stay Busy Women's History Month. <laughs> that is why Regina is here. We are. We are. <laughs> All women, like halfway all through the month, episode. women's deep cuts. The half and half was written by a woman. The employee of the week was a woman. We are showing love to the women. 
We'll make you the won't world forget go it. Around. I guess that's fifty percent your fault because it's my fault too. I should. Yes, something. executive producer. Where <laughs> where are you now when I need you? you? Know, I let you lead. Stay busy with yeah. Armand uh, Sadler. All right. Well, stay busy with Armand Sadler. Stays afloat. Now he I let you, you lead with Nick Early. Yeah. Now you know it was my podcast now, right? But anywho, all right. So women's deep cuts. Uh, I'm gonna let the woman start. So what did you bring for us this week? So. You know, I was tell- I was texting Arma before this. It's really hard for me to do things like this, like just pick one song. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I just like went with my gut, even yeah. though I had like a million, like because you could pick from like Mary J. Blige, like Missy Elliott, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, um, so I picked "Cold Outside" by Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Wait, do we play it first or do I talk about it right now? Oh, uh, we're gonna play it. First. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Yo, I do. I'm sorry. I just, I was like, All right, let's play the song. <laughs> <laughs> So talk about it now. Um, I re- <laughs> <laughs> now talk. Um, I remember specifically when it was like this time period in her life. It's from her EP, Fo or Fa. Actually, I don't know if she named it after the... the I should know this because I'm Asian. and like It's like an Asian dish. But like, so this was when Revenge of the Dreamers 2 dropped. And I know Revenge of the Dreamers 3 is like the huge one that everyone like had, its, had their eyes on. But so I was sitting in the library, Bird Library, Syracuse University, and they dropped this and they announced that they signed Lutz and Ari Lennox. And I was like, yes, a woman, a singer. Yes, like this is exactly what you guys needed. And then I believe this project dropped after that. And then I was like, oh, she has it. Like she like everyone paid attention to Shea Butter Baby, her debut. But since this, like she has always had this sound. Mm-hmm. Like she's always been amazing. So um, the big song off of that was... Uh, I forgot. It was Backseat with Cause. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a big one. But, you know, we talking about deep cuts. So I was like, this is this is the one. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Ari is amazing. I've yeah, seen her she live. Is. She's here to stay. Like, Twice. Roots. Yeah, we saw her at Roots. But I, you know what's funny? You saw her prior. I saw her before that. Didn't even know it was her. I didn't realize. I didn't put one and one together. Right. This was before she was in my constants. My sister's a huge J. Cole fan. Mm. Mm. Took her 2017 in L.A. at the Honda Center in Anaheim, she opened. And I didn't even realize it was her. But I'm like, this song is fire. I'm like, who this? Arvi? Who? Oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> who I didn't Harvey? even realize. That's and nuts. then I'm like, oh, wow. And then at Roots, when we saw her, speaking of Roots, I caught my tickets again. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, we saw her at Roots. She sounds just like the yeah, record. She's, she's a singer. Smoke. She's, she's a, a singer, singer. singer. Right. She sings. Smoke through that. I actually had that same experience with Summer Walker. I saw Black in December 2018 and Summer Walker opened. I was like, oh, okay, this, this sounds cool. And then, like, when I, you know, obviously left and then a couple weeks later I listened to her project last day of summer. I was like, holy, holy yeah. like, this is who I saw? Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. What did you bring for us today, bro? What's your slide? I actually really love this artist. This is Streets by Doja Cat, produced by Black Tuxedo. Streets is done. Black Tuxedo. She got range. That's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. I love, (laughs) I love Doja. Yeah. Um. Shout out to G again. This is G. (laughs) This is because of G, my cousin. He when he he has this paint playlist. Um. That when he painting, he so he he puts the playlist on, and I think Doja's entire album is on the playlist, (laughs) and it's in order, and he plays it, and every now it's like, yo, who this? Dang, he's like Doja. Wait, how? When did this come out? Sorry. This came like, is this out. old? No, this is off her most recent album. This? She yeah. dropped 2019. Yeah. yeah. Really? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Deep cuts. <laughs> slides. I interviewed you know her about this album, and I'm like, how do I not know this song? This is weird. I listened yeah. to the album, but okay. Yeah. No. Um, Sometimes you miss so the, stuff. Yeah, That's the real. reason why I love her is because she has all of the pockets. Like, even if you listen to that song, she starts then rapping, and, and mm-hmm. she just gets, she's very, um, she has a lot of characters, mm-hmm. and I love mm-hmm. the way she utilizes those characters, because yeah. it, it, it brings so much to her music, mm-hmm. and... She had some nice harmonies on there. Black Tuxedo, shout out California. So uh, it's a brother duo from from uh, Sacramento. They produced that. Uh, so I love that. Yeah, yeah, she's she's leveling up. She's having a really big moment right now. She like, really is. Like, you know, obviously with the moose stuff, people didn't take her seriously, but she used that to. You know, Just like, oh no, I'm nice. Yeah, like like <laughs> look what like, I can look really what I can do. do yeah. Now I have your attention. Right. And now she's I'm running the youth too, so like yeah. you know they're gonna really like keep her here, like because yeah. like children matter. So. You say the youth like we old. <laughs> No, I mean like TikTok, like Facebook. All right, I'm, I'm gonna close it off. I have Knives by Leighton Green. So we need to talk about this But I hit the road, I hit the road 
much more time you gon' waste How many more times you gon' lie to my face You know they cut me Knives, Layton Green. Ooh, I really like nice. her. She signed to Equality Control. Mm-hmm. It's dope to see them, um, you know, stepping out of just rap and you know taking on a, a woman R and B artist. Because I think the women are leading R and B right now, personally. Say so that. you know, getting themselves into the mix and having someone like her, and then having her still on like some kind of like some huge like production because yeah. that like the, the, that was a very Crossover involved song pop for two. yeah exactly so like you know it's only a matter of time before she collabs with city girls or you know like gets offset to, to throw a verse on something so she's only yeah. 21 too she's i heard she's young yeah young 1998 out here <laughs> <laughs> see we are old see we, we, we talk about 21 year olds like, right. we're, like right. we weren't <laughs> that age three years ago yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yes, of course, uh, if you want to hear these deep cuts, we will also be putting out a special Women's History Month playlist curated by our guests because it won't just be Regina, even though she's special. We're we, we going to hit y'all over the head all month with people. We're just kicking it off gently. with. with uh, Yeah, gently. Yeah. But <laughs> we're just kicking it off with, with a heavy hitter like her. So, yeah, uh, the playlist alive on all platforms. Friends. Are you ready for the board meeting? I live for board mm-hmm. meetings, sir. Okay. I was born ready. So, as <laughs> as people were aware, I had a very personal rollout for this podcast. Um, but I've I don't think I've talked about myself that much. I, I I don't know if we've given people ourselves enough. So I thought you know, especially with Regina here, with what she's accomplished mm-hmm. uh, as as a freelance writer, um, with you as, as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. The, the things you've been able to do, the things that you aspire to do, you know, and us potting and then, you know, me writing like, you know, we might as well just discuss the ups and the downs of, of our journeys, because I think we we've all seen wins and, and we've all seen some losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and people see I feel like most people see just the wins. Yes. So they think it's smooth sailing, but it's really not. It's yeah. Really not. Yeah. And I've I've personally tried to, like, be more vulnerable and be open about when I'm like not doing well whether it's career stuff or anything like that because like i don't want to lose that aspect of myself you know like i I don't want to be the type of person who feels like they're above above help you know um so yeah i've i've tried to like humanize myself more and like be open like like I, last week, I talked about I had a terrible week, and I was I tweeted one day I was like, "Yo, like I'm just had, I'm having a fucking terrible week, like yeah. <laughs> you know, worst <laughs> week I've had in a while." And you know, I, f- I feel like that's important because I, th- I think people can get caught up as as Regina said in seeing the wins, and then you know they might think that you're some super cocky person who mm-hmm. doesn't deal with anything, and realistically, you could be home fucking trying to pull your hair out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy conversations like these. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll let Regina start. Yeah. Regina what? start. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your start, your, your journey into the world of oh what you goodness. do. So just give the listeners, say your name, 
Say your hometown. No. <laughs> it's uh, like, you know, um, first day icebreakers. of icebreakers. Yeah. So, fun fact about yourself. I'm allergic to apples. No, no I'm kidding. Um, I really am, though. So um, I think it's cool that I'm here with Arma because yeah, we, as he we said know. in the beginning, we're close. Like, we we really are leveling up, like, side by side together because, yeah. like, we've interned together. We've been in the trenches together, the yeah. news writing, the everything. Um, yeah. I remember when you switched, like, yo, I'm going to go into music like from sports or whatever like yeah. i remember that moment so um you were to, to be honest and just to admit it here like you were part of what inspired that like oh seeing God. seeing how hard you went with, with it just made sense like when yeah. you when you told me like okay i'm gonna make that leap i'm like i know you could do it like yeah. it makes complete sense because you've always been a music guy yeah but um i'm gonna speed through the whole like oh i was inspired <laughs> by my dad put me onto this yeah, um keep, keep it real that's what we're here so i'm a freelance journalist um mainly focusing on music obviously mainly hip-hop and r&b um it's been a very long journey uh i started i i feel like i really did do it brick by brick like i was doing the tiny blogs forcing people on twitter to read my stuff like tweeting it out every day getting excited over 100 clicks on my article (laughs) um writing album reviews instead of doing my homework all that stuff and then it just really built, like, one internship led to another. One relationship uh, wound up, like, opening so many new doors for me. Um, I would say my biggest, uh, like, um, like biggest thing that put me on was my internship at Billboard because I kept my relationship with Carl Lamar, who's the hip-hop editor there, and he really believed in me. So that's where most of my work, um, well, you can find most of my work now, but I've written for, like, Genius, like, Hot 97, Complex, and... Uh, like a down that I've had uh, was like definitely that post grad like <laughs> slap in the face like yeah. yo you need a job you need a four hundred one k healthcare is no joke like all that those pressures but um since that didn't work out it really pushed me into this freelance game and then I had the best year of my life doing that so every down just know it's gonna bring you to like some of the best times of your life so mm-hmm. just like keep pushing and all that yeah what did you say is like your biggest challenge or biggest misconception that people think about being a journalist in this industry? Oh, I mean, I guess we could both answer yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, for the yeah. journalists in the room. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. But being that you are a guest, we'd love to hear from you. I don't know. I think the blurred line between just um, music writer, influencer, blogger, and like journalism, like that whole pool, like people lump all the people into the same thing when it's really not. Yeah. Like, um journalists have like this certain code of ethics to like adhere to um so that's like keeping the truth on top like like we touched on with um eva eva Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's like the biggest oh and another big one is like when i feel like when people look at my page sometimes like i take pictures with artists because i have to promote like my work like oh check out our interview or whatever so that's why i do it but sometimes like i know it could come across as like oh maybe she's doing this Cloud just to yeah. meet the celebrity and like have this selfie with them yeah. but that's not the case at all like that could be that's like the bottom of my list yeah um it's funny too like you you end up meeting some of them and you realize they're not all that nice <laughs> you've had experiences like, like that yeah yeah i've, Ooh, I've called I've them out inter- no i'm kidding <laughs> no no i'm not mm-hmm. gonna do that. but but like yeah like or even on phone interviews like they're just not they don't just doesn't they go don't as give much well. but yeah. they seem so interesting so mm-hmm. it's like drake said meeting all your meeting all my heroes like seeing how magic works like it's, it's that's that's definitely not like 
the the best part of it and i've i've been disappointed before oh really certain people yeah the word people ask me all the time i feel blessed because like people ask me all the time like oh have you had any like horror stories with like all these people celebrities you've interviewed or whatever and i can't think of anything besides like the worst thing would be like they weren't as like it wasn't as deep as i thought they would go but that's not really that bad that just maybe yeah. they're not like media mm. train or maybe it was a phone interview yeah. but yeah. That's um yeah. yeah i feel like everyone has been like so nice to me it's always been like really great so i hope that street keeps going like yeah yeah smart how do you if all i feel like all creatives especially you know especially artists we experience lows sometimes like and we can get in our heads and make the lows feel lower than they actually are mm-hmm. so well, what are some ways that you all work yourself out of those those lows I feel like experiences for me um, allow me when I think about like if I if I'm writing and I'm just not like enjoying anything that I'm writing, which for me is a low too, because like you always feel I think as an independent artist, you feel the pressure like I'm not doing enough. And I need mm-hmm. to continue to keep working. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like every moment not spent on moving your career forward is almost like a, a like a bad trade off. You feel guilty. I know I kind of experienced some of that to myself. Of like, dang, I want to go to this event, but. I could be doing X, Y, and Z. I could be writing. I could mm-hmm. be finishing that second verse. I could be sending in these, you know, these stems to this person that I need to do. Whatever it needs, to, uh, whatever it is that I need to be doing, I'm always thinking of those things. So I think for me, just kind of like forcing myself out of that mindset and then like going to experience something, I think helps me get out of the lows. Mm-hmm. And which is in a way is like just kind of stepping away yeah. for for a second. Yeah, sometimes you just need a break. Like yeah. you really do, especially music where it goes like 24/7 like going going going. There's sometimes always you just, something just, to do. You just yeah. you deserve a break. Like honestly, be good to yourself. Like mm-hmm. And for me it's not necessarily been like I need leisure. Like I don't need to like oh, I'm not going to like I'm going to just go take a walk. I'm going to go on a run. <laughs> it's not like that. It's more so like okay, like find a break but that's still going to benefit me in some way. So mm-hmm. like for example, we were talking about that like that Spotify event. Like if I was like writing something and nothing was coming to me and I'm frustrated about the situation and it's been the case where I've been doing that and nothing's coming to me, I would like, okay, well what can I do that's going to help me? So I'll turn on an interview about you know people who people that I look up to. I'll turn that on mm-hmm. or I'll like I will go to an event that's related to my craft or the industry or whatever or something like that. I'll journal. That really helps. Like just, I think there's more ways to like, just get through stuff. And that's almost like this is to you being a, taking care of yourself as a person, too. Mm-hmm. like yeah. get, you know, your creativity aside. That's just like one, that's your, you're the vessel for creativity, the, the gifts that's been given to you. But mm-hmm. like it is, it is tough sometimes to um, try to balance all of that. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, just stepping away in a responsible way is for me what I do. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I can definitely say I've come to prioritize my my health more and physical, like physically, like I've, I've I just feel better. I mm-hmm. feel a lot better. Once like that's in check, everything else goes. Yeah, upwards. yeah, that that affects your your mental health and and, and vice versa yeah. as well. So I've I've really come to prioritize that, like sleeping enough. Like <laughs> like you might take it for granted, but sleep, sleep helps you create because like. Being up at four a.m., eyes barely open, writing usually isn't isn't that fun. And like, I, th- I think it's not good for you. Yeah, it's not good for and you. I feel Long like term. we 
our generation kind of romanticizes this this use every hour of the day to grind like n- you know no sleep and it's like yeah that that is nice and that'll definitely help you get ahead but you'll, you'll like you'll run out of gas and, you'll yeah. burn out yeah and i you know i that's just not i've 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 come to experience it i feel and it's not something that i enjoy so like mm-hmm. like you said i'll i'll i give myself breaks more and like you know mental health like um you know whether it's conversations with people who are just good to bounce ideas off of whether it's talking to my therapist i'm i'm proudly three years into that and that's been right. super dope Ooh, yes that's been really really helpful for me and i i encourage every, everyone to at least try you know it might not be for you but i definitely encourage trying because i think us creatives we're just different like we we, we just operate differently like our, our lives are like kind of like we kind of have to plan everything out but then sometimes some things just like spontaneously happen the magic happen. that we're not prepared magic, for yeah and it's it's a lot to take in and process, like you know. So we we especially have to take inventory of our of our energy, yeah. and with that comes you know the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Regina? How I bring myself out of like the negative spaces. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of what we're yeah. talking about, right? So like, for me, I think it's like really really accepting the fact that like what's meant to happen for you is not going to pass you. So like, mm. your timing is like, let's say I look at another twenty three year old girl who's just killing it like way more than i am and doing the same like the same in the same field that i am um just not comparing and just like knowing that like and also having like a really healthy relationship with rejection like Mm -hmm. if something doesn't work especially as a creative if a project doesn't work out if this job i wanted i don't get it they give it to someone else um just really letting that like roll off my shoulder like you know what if i don't if i didn't get booked to cover this huge festival it's because a bigger festival is mm. going to come that I'm going to get booked for that's going to do way more for my career. Just thinking in that way, just switching like all that negativity and because that's what brings you into those negative mm-hmm. spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just really, really, really accepting that though. Not just saying, oh, I'm a positive person, but really internalizing that has really kept me like in a positive space. And I don't know, it's, it really is so easy to get caught up in all that. It but. Is. Yeah, I like that. A healthy relationship with rejection. Yeah, that's just that's that's a bar. Underrated. No, no, yeah, because I know people don't think, especially writers. I mean, artists like oh, especially with the pitching to Spotify, they like, um, just if it doesn't work out, know that something better is coming. And I feel like I really believe that because it's happened to me so many times. Like I really wanted a job, I didn't get it, but then like that I wouldn't have time to focus on what I really love to do, and then that that's when what I really love to do took off. Yeah. So like I feel like. Cause I'm a case that it really happened to. Like I'm an example. So like that's why I tell people all the time, like don't worry about it. Like people hit me up all the time after, um, like they don't get stuff. Like mm. they're sad and stuff, and then I can talk them out of it because I've been through that. So yeah. Yeah, that's what that's one thing that I really do appreciate about our friendship is that you you have like through everything you've accomplished, the Billboard, the Genius, Hot ninety seven. She she interviewed <laughs> Rihanna, guys. Calm. <laughs> she she interviewed oh, yeah. Rihanna. That's my bestie. Riri, no, I'm kidding. Ross, Swiss Beats. 50 you know know i'm saying but through it all she's she's been very very supportive uh to me very very helpful um (laughs) providing advice providing you know resources connecting me with people and that's that's something that i think is so important as in what we do as creatives for artists to you know network laterally and for us and us journalists to network laterally now the tough part is the things that we do are kind of inherently competitive Mm So it's tough to balance. I'm so glad you said that. Competitiveness with comparison, right? 
Um, and you actually tweeted the other day that mm-hmm. you don't have a competitive bone in, in, in your body. Yeah, and people read that and was like, yo, that's not good. And I'm like, that's just not how I am. Because they say competitiveness brings out the best in people. Mm. But for me, brings out some nasty. I just, I just don't too. see things as a competition. Even if there was another shorty who looks like me, who works as hard as me and is doing the same work, I don't see her as my competition. Like it's like she's not me. Like I'm not you. I'm not you. Like yeah. everyone has their own path. So we can all eat. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Like why is there only room for one journalist? Like no. Like right. you, you have to uplift each other. So like it's better if me and you succeed in journalism together. Like yeah. that's how I always thought about it. But yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I'm competing. You know, everyone says, I'm competing with myself. But no, like, truthfully, <laughs> like, I think when you focus on what's, you, you know, what you have on your plate, you don't really have time to be worrying about looking left and right. That's why mm-hmm. horses in the race have got blinders on, so they don't look left and right. You go straight Ooh. forward. Um, but yeah, I think, but you know, for being realistic and being honest, it's hard sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Especially, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. were listening to me say, like speak like, no, it's yeah. going to be competitive. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's you hard sometimes general. to be like, man, I know I'm better than this person. I know mm-hmm. my tracks are better. I know my, this better, better, mm-hmm. but why are they there? And that's directly to what your point where you're saying is like, everyone's has their own season and their own timing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you may not be ready for said opportunity that they right. have. You think you're ready, and, exactly. and then God yeah. is like, wait, just right. wait exactly. a year, like, watch and what so, I'm going to do. Right, and every time I'm about to doubt God, every time he just comes in and says, aha, you thought. <laughs> see, laughs. if yeah. you had just been patient, yeah. you just mm-hmm. see it. So God like, laughs at the man who right. makes plans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all about just focusing on your craft, remaining dedicated, putting yourself in the right positions um, to make what you want to make happen. And then, yeah, just be gracious. The more love you give, the more it comes back to mm-hmm. you. When you're out there at these events and you meet people, people want to gravitate towards positive energy. If mm-hmm. you're out there trying to say, like, how can I how can I use this person to get where I want to go? People sniff that out immediately, mm-hmm. instantaneously. I see mm-hmm. that for myself. When I see people, oh, this person just trying to, you know, use me as a step stool to get to that or whatever it is. Um, and so I think when you're just genuinely a good person, I think a lot of that stuff will take care of itself. But, yeah, it is a mindset that you have to adopt to say, I'm going to focus on what I want to do, and I'm going to congratulate my brother and my sister mm-hmm. who is doing whatever they're doing, um, mm-hmm. even if I feel like I may be technically better than them or I feel like I may also be deserving of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's about humility. you gotta be, you got to humble yourself for a while. <laughs> yeah, which is tough, which yeah. is very tough because, like, on, on that same token, or if that's the quote, like, <laughs> the same token. like, we do, I feel like we do have to believe that we are talented. You know, mm-hmm. we do have to confidence. believe in ourselves. It's about confidence, yeah. So balancing confidence with humility, with comparison to other people, which is natural. You might not like, you know, be directly like looking at a person and being like, "Oh, I, I want to see." Who's we live better, in a comparative like, world. Yeah. Everything, every decision you make is comparative. Everything yeah. you think about is comparative. So yeah. yeah. So like balancing all of that can be very, very difficult because I, I know for me personally, like, it's I'm just I feel better when when I'm when I'm more positive, when I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to make this happen. You know, if, if I'm anxious or if I'm, I'm doubtful, then I, I usually go into it. You anxious get anxious and, and, and doubtful results. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then I create doubtfully, yeah. um, which, which sucks. It's not, it's not a good feeling. So yeah, right. yeah the, balancing all of that 
is and then just living just living life because like yeah, having energy to live your life yeah because <laughs> that's, that. that's such a huge part of creating like you as a songwriter yeah. you you draw experience from your life and then you put that into a song yeah. you know for us for you know if, 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 we're, if we're interviewing a certain person whose song like you know just really hits us a certain way and then we get to talk to that person and like you know we, we, we like you know just like we, we, we all we draw different life experiences and and we can put them into our work so I think that's something that I'm also like really emphasizing is just like living like like you and I went to uh, Vegas for, for for the festival. Mm-hmm. That was my first time in Vegas, so like you know I, I made sure to really what festival just, for people who it, don't know day in day Vegas. In Vegas. It, it was the first day in Vegas festival. It was the first week of November. Um, who headlined? Cole Travis was supposed to, then he couldn't. So Future and Thug came, and then Kendrick did the Sunday. I had so much fun. It was dope. Those it are the really, things really that dope. really fulfill you. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like there f- for work. Like I was, I was covering the festival, but mm-hmm. like you know, I could just be a fan and like see artists that I didn't get to see, and you know, like that's something that I'll be able to put into to an article in in the future, or like mm-hmm. if I end up interviewing an artist from from there, I'd be like, yo, I saw you at at Day in Vegas, and like you know, look at how you've grown since then. So, living, living life, and like letting life kind of take you in in the direction it's going to go and then being able to put that into your work is something that I've really, really been trying to work on. And it just kind of helps keep that balance. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, yeah, that was that's a good it. talk. I feel better. Wait, do yeah. it. <laughs> that was like a little therapy session. Um, so I know we were talking about how to bring ourselves out of the lows, but, you know, I'm a very positive person. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something good. So yeah. either. OK, I have two question you could got like i guess you could pick one because like we'd be here all day so like <laughs> either what is like your proudest moment in your creative journey or what is your favorite thing about like your favorite ability while you guys are working like favorite thing about yourself that you guys can do mm-hmm. like what sets you apart like just some good <laughs> oh. stuff just talk about yourself what like what sets me apart <laughs> or what's your favorite moment so far in your journey as an artist I'm, or, I'm, or I'm actually first. interested or, in your answer to that too. I, I was going to ask you the other day. My favorite moment is my journey as an artist. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't been like compiling them or like counting them. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who kind of like stuff happens, and I kind of just like allow it to happen. Uh, it happens, mm-hmm. and then I'm already on to the next. But I will Ooh. for the sake of the question. <laughs> for <laughs> the a, sake a, of your question, I'm gonna flex real quick. No, 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 no. Um. <sighs> I would say one of the highlights of my moment of That's my a good word. Yeah, highlight. one of the highlights of my budding career has been when I did a show a year ago, February 2019. I did it at New Blue. Um, it was through Major Stage. Um, and so for those who don't know, it's a situation where you get tickets, you got to sell tickets, so on and so forth. So for a while, I was kind of like nervous of like, how am I going to sell these tickets? But I just got to work. And the venue was packed. Ooh. It was 150 people in the there. venue. Oh, wait. I saw videos from the, there. right? It was 150 people oh, in the yeah. venue. And that, for me, was a moment where I realized, like, wait. Like, some, it's hard to get 150 people in the room. It is. At the same yeah, you time. you did that. And I realized, I was like, wait. Like, this is a moment to celebrate. This is a moment to, like. That's a lot of people. You know, put it. Remember, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of people. I realized, like, I was like, wait. <laughs> this is a lot of people who, like. Came to see you. Yeah, and like, I've always said this for a while. Like, when I can 
it'll be a moment for me is when I come to a chorus of my own song and I point the mic to the crowd and people sing the chorus. And I did that, and people sang the chorus. I was just like, "Whoa, like, power. hold up, right? Hold up, like this is this is something." And so that was a moment for me that it was like a very special moment. My mom came in from California; she flew in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. Mom. I had I had a, I had a, a lot of people there. It was it was a really great moment uh, from all parts of my life at the time. So that was a good one. Um, and then something that I guess that sets me apart, or something that like. <sighs> In the studio, I, I promise I'm a musician first. So I've always mm, I played yeah. music, I've been playing piano, other instruments have come along. Um, so I kind of pride myself on that and like just being trying to dedicate myself towards the craft and utilizing the mob mentality towards the craft and just like spending time every day to like practice, like practice my instrument, practice vocals, practice whatever it is. I mean, not to say that other people don't do that, um, but I'm always in a mindset of always trying to learn. And I, I'm not unique in that, you know, but I, that's something that I do pride myself in is that I'm trying to learn, always trying to push my limits. Um, I'm someone who's interested in many things and those who know me in the room, like um, I'm interested in, I'm interested in many things, <laughs> but like that's one of the things I love having. I love knowing, trying to know a little, a little bit about everything. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why that's, not? you know, I'm related to creative pursuits. And I, so I try to play all the instruments on a song or like I'll try to learn as much as I can about mixing, editing, things that I'm not aware of. I always try to learn more about them. So, um, in the end, that it's only better for you as an artist, as a person, the more you broaden your range. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, favorite moment. I would go with, this was like two days, like a series of days. I actually saw you one of these days. Ooh. I went to the Free Emotional Oranges show. Oh, yeah. Fire. With uh, Josh. Shout out Flozis. Regina Shout pulled out up for a little bit. Hey. Uh, we got in, you know, drinks. They performed. It was dope. Rory interviewed them. That's actually where I met Sazid. Sazit was in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, shout out I, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah, I was like, the story. Tell me I didn't come here to write about this, but I feel like I should write about this. I'm I moved to write about it. And then I saw him taking pictures. I was like, yo, like, can I like use some of these pictures? Like, I'll credit you in the article. He was like, yeah, man, I love that. Like, no, no doubt. So wrote the article the next day, put it up. And then I went to Def Jam for the for a listening party, Pyrex. I talked about yeah, it last, yeah, yeah. last week. And uh, Tori, our, our friend Tori was there, Tori McHugh. Um, and so, yeah, I was there, um, kicking it with her. I met a bunch of people that, that, you know, told them what I, what I did. And they were just like, you know, showing love for being a journalist. Like, you know, I told them about my bylines and all that. And I like pull up my phone and I see that Rory had retweeted the article and then quoted it. And he was like, you know, thank you. And then like, it got like a bunch of, a bunch of likes and retweets and like, you know, writing isn't about that. Like what I, what I really appreciate is people giving me quality criticism, but it was just like all of those things happening at, at the same time was really cool um I, I definitely look up to rory a lot so just you know him acknowledging my work um was was really dope them uh, emotional artists acknowledging it you know and then like all my friends being hype and you know i think that's 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 something that's really exciting about what we do is like the, the way that our, our friends can, can get excited for our experiences like mm-hmm. like like your friends flood your comments when, when you post you know who <laughs> you do. interview flood flash um, flood you know it's really really <laughs> dope because because i because there's a lot of people who want to do what, what we do but yeah and, oh my god when you when you started this podcast oh my god this man's story <laughs> was like 10 minutes long because everyone was supporting it yo it was nuts yeah i love oh, those man. moments my phone was blowing up but yeah. it, was, it was great i appreciated it and then something that sets me uh I think sets me apart. Um, I think just my ability to bounce back. It's 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 like we talked about. You know, we take a lot of L's along our journey, and there are definitely a lot of things I can acknowledge as L's and moments where I've been like, should I just should I just you know get a regular job again? Like this, this stuff is exhausting. No. Like writing is killing me. Like yeah. journalism is, is killing me. But um, you know, I I I always find a way to remember what I'm doing it for mm-hmm. and and keep the love. 
um, and you know I, I, I bounce back. So I feel that. Yeah. All right, let's jump into this bulletin board real quick. Uh, Young Nudie will be performing April sixteenth at Gramercy Theater. Money Bag Yo, April sixth uh, at Sony Hall. Mm-hmm. Slick Rick, April 9th at Sony Slick Hall. Rick. Man, this was a really Slick really Rick. fun episode. Uh, Regina, we really, really appreciate you being here and joining Thank us. Thank you guys for having me. She's, um, like I said, she's a beast, and she's only gonna gonna level up more. Facts. Um, I am. I'm Armand <laughs> Sadler. This is my EP. My co-host, the Nick man Early, Nick Early. That's Regina. That's you should, yes, you, Regina. You should follow her, Reggie underscore Nacho on on all social platforms. The brand is be strong. respectful. Be responsible. All, all you nasty people trying Uh-oh. to get at the employees of the week. Uh oh. I see you. Yo. I'm, I'm not plugging you. Like, we see you following them. Yeah, yeah, nasty. Scoundrels. But anywho, y'all know you need to stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy, get gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting cross, get lost, like trying to go across, fur. I'm trying to run a cover like Moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated. Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused, admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast, straight up, Trevor Scotland. The shorty sent an episode, I might hit, but I left the arm red once I watched it. You know the boy clean. I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, bro. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.